Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. What's happening, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack, and today we're going to be talking about a topic that is highly requested, and that is how do you go find a mentor? So mentorship is really interesting because to me, it's like networking in the sense that a lot of people shove this idea down our throat that it's a prerequisite to success and all the greats have had mentors. And so if you want to be successful, you need a mentor. But then those same people don't actually show us how to find a mentor, right? And that leaves us feeling confused and maybe frustrated and really uh, not sure what our options are. So we dip our toe in the water, we send some emails, you know, we ask some people, and usually the end result is that we just don't end up having a mentor and we wonder how the heck everybody else is doing it. So today I want to flip that and I want to show you how to find a mentor for yourself. And I think we can do that by addressing a couple of misconceptions. So those misconceptions are one, that a mentorship is this formal statement. You know, I go to somebody and I say, hey, will you be my mentor? And they say, yes, Austin, I will be your mentor. And now it is official. That's rarely how it happens. And then I think a lot of people feel like mentors are people who will kind of hold their hand through every step of the process and share all of their knowledge. And that's also rarely what happens. So let's break these down. For the first misconception, a lot of times what I've seen is that mentors actually don't know that they are mentors to people. A lot of the times mentees will say, well, I view so-and-so as a mentor, or maybe they write a post or something and they say, well, my mentor, Austin, or whoever it is, and me or, or anybody else is like, well, I didn't know this person viewed me that way. That's that's super cool. But, you know, I thought we were just out here building a relationship. You know, I view this person as a, as a peer in most cases. And a lot of times that's the way this gets set up. So the mentee typically shows up on the mentor's radar and they build the relationship and they create investment from both sides. Now, one of the best ways to do this is by asking a question that is super actionable and super easy for the mentor to answer. So if you all know Madeline Mann, she's a good friend of mine. Um, she calls this this or that advice. So essentially you're showing up and saying, hey, I don't want to take a lot of your time, but you have a ton of experience in this space. So I'm wondering if my goal is X, should I do A or should I do B? And that makes it super easy for the person to come back and just say, you should do A or you should do B. And then you can go take action on it. And that brings us into misconception number two, which is that this mentor is somebody who will hold your hand every step of the way. And in reality, a great mentorship is set up so that the mentee is basically doing 90 to 95% of the work. And then the mentor is there for that last five to 10% when that mentee has really done everything that they can and they're hitting a ceiling and they're just not able to get over it or they're faced with this really big decision. And then they go to the mentor and say, hey, I've tried this stuff. You know, I've put in the effort and it's not working out. What do I do here? What would you recommend? Uh, can you give me some advice? That's typically how the mentor-mentee relationship works. And Chris Rock, a uh, comedian, he has a great quote about this. He basically said, you know, when he was starting his career, he would be driving these clunkers to his gigs and these cars would break down all the time on the side of the highway. And his quote goes, you know, I, I used to break down in these cars on the side of the highway. And when I got out and raised my hand to flag someone down, 
nobody would stop. Everybody just kept whizzing by. But when I got out of my car and walked to the back and started pushing it, other drivers would pull over and they would start helping me push my own car. And he said, I guess the moral of the story here is if you want help, you need to start by helping yourself first because people like to see that. So I would really take that to heart if you're looking for a mentor. You know, let's say you're looking to start a podcast rather than trying to find somebody who started a podcast and asking them a million questions about starting a podcast. Just get started. Just start putting in the work. Produce some episodes, even if they're low quality or even if they're, you know, some parts missing or you don't have all the pieces of the puzzle. Just get a product out there and then go to that person and say, hey, look, I've created this thing. I've been doing 90% of the work. How do I get that extra 10%? How do I make it better? How do I get to the next level? And because you've shown that you've put in the work first, you've started helping yourself first, they're going to be so much more likely to help you out. So, I want to kind of wrap this all up in an example and a story of how I built a mentorship and how I used both of these misconceptions to my favor. So the people in question here are two guys. Their names are Neil Patel and Eric Sue, and they are really, really awesome. Two great guys who have great marketing businesses and a great online presence. I think their podcast, now that they have marketing school, gets something like 30 to 40 million downloads. And I really wanted to learn from them. And I listened to their podcast religiously. So I sent Eric an email and I basically used the this or that advice template. So I showed up and I said, hey, Eric, I know that you're super busy. Uh, I just had a quick question for you, literally answering between A or B. And then I said, you know, here's the state of my site in one sentence. Would you recommend doing A or B? And I basically laid out two different plans. He replied back to me in a three-word email that had no punctuation, and he said, we do A. And I was ecstatic. You know, I wasn't expecting to get a reply, and three words was all I needed to make something happen. So I went out there, and I did A. I took his advice, and I put it into practice. And then it took me a couple of months to do this, not saying that it has to take a couple of months for you. It really depends on the action that you're taking and, and the advice that you requested. I really wanted to make sure I had awesome results though. So I invested a couple of months and I made sure that the results looked amazing. And then I packaged them all up in an email and I sent them back and I said, hey, Eric, thank you so much for the advice. You know, here's what happened. My site traffic increased by X percent and, you know, we gained rankings on Google search pages by Y percent. And here's how many more impressions we're getting and all this other great stuff. And he replied back and he said, we love to see when people take this kind of action. Would you mind if we featured you in a case study on our site? So I actually ended up being a case study on their site for their podcast that, again, gets 30 million downloads. So that was some great visibility for me. But more importantly, I showed Eric that I was the type of person to take action on his advice. So now when I go back to him and I I do frequently, when I have a question, he's willing to answer because he knows that I'm actually going to internalize that advice and go take action on it. I'm not just some random stranger who he's never going to hear from again. I've built that investment. And so since then, we've got on Zoom calls together. I've given him feedback about products, but we've created this relationship that never existed before. And it was solely because... I didn't ask him to be a mentor. I didn't send him an email making it official or anything like that. I literally just started asking him bite-sized questions that I knew I could take action on and that I knew I could get results on. And so if you do that for yourself, if you go find people and you leverage their expertise, you look at what they're good at, you look at what you want to learn from them, you figure out what bite-sized questions you can ask them, what questions uh, you know they can answer in 10 to 15 seconds, and you just start there. And then you slowly build things up layer by layer, establishing yourself as somebody who takes action, somebody who's worth investing in from their side. That is how you build a mentorship. 
And then finally, don't worry about the label. If you feel like somebody is a mentor to you, if they're answering your questions and giving you the guidance, that person is a mentor. There doesn't need to be an official label on it. There doesn't need to be a blog post. There doesn't need to be a headline or anything else. Like if you feel like this person is mentoring you, then that is what mentorship is all about. So I hope that helps clear up some of the misconceptions around mentorship. And I hope that makes you feel like you can go out there and you can find a mentor for yourself because they truly do help with success and they can really un unlock a lot of stuff and open a lot of doors for you. So think about who that person is for you or who those people are for you. It's totally okay to have more than one and go out there and execute this strategy. That's it for today. But before you go, do you want me to review your resume or your LinkedIn profile for free? because that's exactly what we're doing for a ton of Dream Job System listeners. Here's the deal. Ratings and reviews are incredibly helpful for this podcast. They push us up the charts and they allow more people to find these episodes and get this advice. So every week we look through all of the ratings and reviews that we've received and we pick one person. That person sends us their resume or their LinkedIn profile and I review it and send them some feedback and suggestions in a video all for free. So if you want me to review your resume or your LinkedIn profile, all you have to do is go to iTunes and leave us a rating or a review and that's it. It. We'll scan through all those reviews. We pick somebody at random, which could be you, and we'll send you a video with all of the tips and tactics that you need to boost your outcomes and win more jobs. Either way, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode.